Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Free FM. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Sam Works. I'm Kyle Kerrigan. Real quick, shout out to SNJRadio.com. Hey, there you go. Secondhand Sam. Yes, sir. You guys are listening to Whatever Works on KCAA 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. The stations that leave no listener behind. You guys can listen to us on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Just search KCAA Whatever Works, or you can go online at KCAARadio.com. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns about what we're talking about here tonight, you guys can call at 888-909-1050. That's 888-909-1050. Tonight's guests, we have Oscar Ramirez and Matt Flores. And today, we're going to be talking about navigating the real estate market. So go ahead, Oscar and Matt, introduce yourselves and give us a little background. Uh, First of all, thank you for uh, having me here today. Uh, My name is Oscar Ramirez. And I have been a real estate agent since 2019, and um, I currently hang my license right now at Century 21 Lois Lauer, and um, yeah, that's uh, just, you know, All right. four years in the business. Let's go. Uh, I, yeah, I also want to say thank you for having me. Um, Matt Flores with Secure Choice Lending, mortgage broker. Uh, I think it's going on 10 years now, being in the industry. Nice. Uh, I actually started a company pretty close to this location here in Redlands. Um, and so, you know, it's every day it's been a grind and it's been fun and, you know, uh, that's about it. All right. So yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about real estate, you guys. Um, I know it's a lot of people talk about it, but a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about are talking about it. So we're just here to, you know, clarify. So take some notes, jot them down. I hope you guys learned something tonight. Uh, one of the questions that I have, um, actually, let me give a quick background of how I know these guys. Um, I re- I recently got into real estate. I got my license, and I also signed with Century 21, Lois Lauer, um, and they matched me up with Oscar Ramirez. Uh, he's a hardworking guy, very professional, and he's always invited me to come out on the field with them to make sure I'm getting my experience and knowledge. So I'm returning the favor, and I'm giving him the chance to come on the air and you know put his name out there and talk you know a little bit about real estate and get you guys' knowledge up. Uh, one of the questions I have is, in your guys' opinions for you and Matt, how hot is the real estate market right now? Um, I mean, it's hot. 
you know it's 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 a crazy market you know right now people are sec- selling their homes for record highs um hard part is once they sell where do you go you know yeah a lot of a lot of the you know conversation we have in cali is i'm moving out of state right so a lot mm-hmm. of people are moving a good amount of equity out of state um or moving from other cities and going to cities that might be more affordable for them right so in the ie we're seeing a lot of people from you know la orange county san diego moving in yeah. um la you know rancho um oc you know corona maybe um and then san diego temecula so that's kind of happening right um and then right now rents are going up right um, right i brought up um to uh, quite a few people like you know some apartments that are being built like locally over where i'm at uh rents averaging three thousand to start and mm. so, you know, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's a good amount. Right. So right. then people are starting to go, well, maybe I should buy. Right. And right now, of course they're hot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, inventory's tight. So you're saying it's more of a seller's market rather than a buyer's market. I mean, it is, it is for sure. And, and the thing is, um, I, I get a lot of questions. Ah, oh, you know, is the market going to crash? You know, all these houses are selling for record highs. They are right. And people are moving equity and then they're using that to go buy their dream home. And so when people get beat out on offers, they're like, who can afford this? You got to remember, they probably bought like at the right time, you know, certain cities, um, were really affordable and then they just shot up. So people were like, you know what? I am sitting on a ton of equity. Let me move it to this house that might have a little bit of land. might have the RV parking and they start to kind of dig in on what they really wanted in the beginning right. um and that's the real estate game you get in and then 10 15 years down the line you go hey you know what family's growing or hey you know what i want to bring a backyard and that's what's happening right now nice and what are your thoughts on that yeah to uh, pretty much what he's saying is absolutely true um it's definitely a seller's market you know a lot of people like you said a lot of sellers are cashing out on their homes right now and uh, the inventory is very low so there's a lot of buyers out there that are trying to buy homes but you know they're, they're submitting offers, submitting offers. But because it it is extremely difficult, um, yeah, it's, it's like it, it's it's just it's it is extremely hot right now. I mean, it definitely from when I started in 2019, it's like even in four years, it's been a big difference from then right. to now. So with the you know the high records of houses being sold, you said you guys get a lot of offers still like for the housing because i know there's like low inventory don't get me wrong but people are still willing to pay all these high prices for these houses yeah and and um that's something that you know we are dealing with on with every client right um they are going to put an offer and um they'll offer up above you know what the house is going for and sometimes you know agents will price um homes or most of the time they price them correctly right and so then people come in and say hey, i'm going to pay forty thousand over and that that's just common right now um and uh you know buyers are getting discouraged because they're offering so much over and then still not getting their offer accepted right right and uh, that comes down to so many different details right um the terms right hey do i have to sell my house to be able to use this money to buy your house, right? Most people don't like that because now, you know, they have a buyer in there and there's no control, right? That could cancel and then that could cancel their transaction. So mm. um, there are there are strategies and, and those are discussions that we have with every client now where we didn't have to worry about it too much before, um, but now sellers are looking for top dollar and best terms, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're using certain types of financing, maybe that's not you know, they're not a fan of it. Right. Um, and so those are all things that we go over with every buyer and, um, without getting into too much detail, Oscar and I just try to use our, our, you know, our knowledge to the best of our ability and try to negotiate with the listing agent. Hey, you know, these are our terms this is what we can do. And, and that's something that it's, it, it's years of knowledge 
and the buyer, they're, they're on such a short time to buy that you can only cram so much information in their minds as well. So right. they kind of let us, you know, they trust us, right? And they to go, hey, the work, I, you yeah. know, help me get my offer accepted, help me get into my home. So it's, for me, it's, it's fun. I, I love, I get a rush uh, being able to work with everyone on different levels and try to make things work. I, I just get excited about that stuff. Okay. And what are the steps of buying your first home? Yeah, I mean, it definitely starts with me. Um, let's say Oscar, um, you know, he gets a client. He goes, um, hey, they want to buy. So the first thing is we have to get them pre-qualified. Um, and basically, it's a, it's a pretty small list. Um, it's we got to review your income documents, your assets, pull your credit, review all that. And ultimately, what we, what we want to do is uh, check your debt-to-income ratio. And that will allow us to find out what you can afford. Um and most people, they can afford more than they want to pay, especially when they're comparing to rent, right? Hey, my rent's 2800 or it might be less, 2000 um, But then that conversation comes up, well, you're also not taking or having the advantages of the write-offs when you own a home. So there is a little difference there. And I always go back to my personal story of buying a home. I remember buying a home and going, I don't know how I'm going to make this payment. You know, and that's when we all do a little growing up, and we'll figure it out. You right. Know? So, yeah, that's the first step, getting pre-qualified um, from there. You know, we talk about, you know, how much money they want to use, um, what they're comfortable paying monthly. And um, from there, they go shopping. They go with Oscar and they uh, begin looking at properties. And um, that's something where me and Oscar would stay in communication because one of the things in IE2 is property taxes fluctuate. And that's where mm. we kind of have to go over budgets, right? Because uh, a home that they might end up falling in love with might have pro higher property taxes. And they're going, Matt, why did my payment go up? You know, what's going on? Or... Uh, so I have to explain, hey, this one has an HOA, higher property tax. So there are things that we're constantly updating the, the client um, on. And, you know, ultimately, me and Oscar will go through a list of homes they're considering and we'll, we'll put some together for the client. And, and, what, uh, and again, what Matt said, it's extremely important that the first step is talking to the loan officer. Mm. Um, I, myself, it's, you don't want to go out and show homes to somebody who's a first-time home buyer who is like, you know, I, I want to start looking at houses, but we can't because I don't know what you're pre-approved for. So if I, let's say I go show you a house, a lot of folks, they, they start doing, like Matt says, they start doing math in their own head, or I can do this and I can do this. And, and then um, we, you know, it's like, no, we need to speak to the loan officer first before we st start going out and um, showing homes. And one of the things that, that um, I do stress, and like sometimes a lot of people will be like, I don't, like me, myself, I don't get into the personal information of clients. Like Matt takes care of all that. I don't get into your, funds and or anything like that. I, all I need to know, Matt, what, where's, where is, where are we at? Where are we, where, what can we look for? Mm -hmm. And that way now I can fight, fit that criteria and help them. So we're not driving all over town and right. for, we're not even in the air. We're not even like where we're supposed to be. So it's extremely important. Basic 101 real estate home, first time home buyer. Always first thing, speak to your loan officer. First step. Okay, and if you don't have a loan officer, who do you go? You just look up someone online? Or how well, do you, how, what does it take or how do you find a good real estate agent or a good loan officer? Okay, so here's the deal. Like me, for example, um, um, I have my preferred lenders, right? So Matt's one of them. Like I, I know that things are going to go well, okay? Like I trust Matt, okay? If I say, Matt, I'm going to send you this client. I trust him and I know that we're going to finish the deal, now, I have had clients, my own personal experience, where they come with their own loan officers. And people need to understand that we need to be a team. We have to be a team to get you a home. And if I cannot communicate with that loan officer like I can with Matt, I've called Matt 
at on Sundays at like eight o'clock at night because I need something and he's there. And that's super important. Um, there's there's ones that you can't get a hold of. If if you come in with your own loan officer and I'm like, okay, I need to ask a question or I need this, and I'm trying to communicate with him, maybe that loan officer doesn't work on Saturdays and Sundays. I don't know, mm-hmm. and I can't get answers, and so now we're it can mess up the transaction. So the reason, so that's why it's super important. I believe that when you do work with an agent, whether it be myself or somebody, that if they if they tell you, hey, this is my loan officer, it's not like we're getting anything in return. It's that the we know that that probably more than likely pretty 99 almost 100 percent chance is that's going to close and that's the at the end that's the most important thing that the deal is going to close so that's why it is extremely important to work with someone that you know mm-hmm. and someone that you trust so you're putting because you're taking your client and you're giving it to matt matt i know that things are going to go well i know we're going to close and it, what matt tells me i'm pretty it's it's pretty much concrete this is what we're going to do so and you talk about um, you know hiring someone that you know or that you trust. How do you earn that trust with someone like a new client? Um, okay, so like me, for example, one of the biggest things that I love to do, absolutely love to do with every first-time home buyer, I love to meet with them, okay? I always tell them we need to sit down and have a first-time buyer, um, buyer consultation. And it's free, obviously. It's, it's all free. It's just I want to prepare the client I want them to know what they're about to go through. So I will like generally sit down with them for about a good hour. We sit down, we talk, and we talk. They, I, I let them ask all the questions right there, and I prepare them because a lot of times, and I mean a lot of times, and I'm sure Matt will say the same as well, is that we get people that have a lot of misconceptions. There's a right. lot of misconceptions out there. And so and they'll go, oh, I didn't know that, or I heard this, or I heard that, or I heard this, and I got to go, no. This is what we do as professionals. And you want to build that relationship right there. And I'm, with me personally, I'd like to just do things on like on a trust issue, a handshake. If you, I'm trusting you as a person to work with me. I'm going to give you like everything that I can do for you. And I just trust that you're going to stay with me through the whole process. So it's very important is that first time buyer consultation and, and, and um, explain to them what they're about to go through. Because it's the biggest, this is one of the biggest things that they're going to do in their life right and you want to make sure that they're well prepared so i um, mean yeah you guys talked about um have people having like misconceptions what are some of these misconceptions that you guys keep yeah actually i wanted to touch on one of those um you know uh, one of them that i think is funny and they ask me all the time cl- they meaning like clients um and i know you get on your side too is you know what's your fee right mm. and they're like asking like it's always about money it, it well and it's <laughs> funny too because that's such an old school term like i wasn't even doing loans when people were you know hey uh, you know i'll charge you two points because you're my cousin or whatever right yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. they're like hey i'm gonna hook you up right so it just doesn't work like that and and they'll say well how much do i pay to the agent i'm like well it doesn't work that way because when that home is listed there's already a a, a fee for the listing agent the buyer's agent that's negotiated so you're not paying that that uh, agent directly like hey thanks for helping me find my dream home and then mr. loan officer here's your fee um, and and that is one that I get a lot and I'll go through that and I'll explain that to them and and um, you know these conversations I'll usually be on the phone 30 40 50 minutes but for me I, I love sharing information like I, I could go through my phone right now and just just scroll through and there's just conversations of people who just reach out and um, they ask all these questions and the thing is is that this is all years of knowledge that I like to share and you know even at the end if they don't end up working with me at least they can protect themselves right not right. being lied to on the lending side or um, real estate side so um, I you know I have fun with that I, I enjoy 
you know, sharing all that information with them. So yeah, that's that's one of the funny ones. I was, hey, you know, what's your fee? And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. So I'll go through uh, the expectation on, you know, the cost of a loan and really, you know, that's escrow title. Um, you know, they might pay for an appraisal, uh, credit report. You got stuff like that. That's that's common in any transaction. So I'll go through that. And um, in those in those um, list of items, there's nothing there that says, hey, I'm paying Matt Flores X amount. It just doesn't work that way. Interesting. Okay. And I think well, just one more thing, too. Is, uh, Matt, I'm sure he – another big misconception that I get is the down payment. Mm. A lot of folks automatically go to the, I don't have 20% down. <clears throat> there's other percentages that you put down. And so that's right. another huge for me on my side. When I when I speak to a client, they'll be like, oh, I don't have 20%. And then I'm telling them, wait a minute. Well, even though I'm not in a loan office, right, I know a little bit, but I, for the most part, I defer them over to Matt. And I'll just say, I don't believe – you depend on your credit score. It might be better, but let's check it. And right. Matt will, and that's where Matt steps in, and he can help them. They'll be like, "What?" And all of a sudden, they go from thinking they got to put down, let's say, eighty thousand dollars on a house. Now it's only like twenty thousand. So you see, that right. a, that's a big misconception. Yeah, and, and I have those discussions with hey, every client's different. You know, I, sometimes I end up finding out that you know this client might be an investor rather than a uh, first-time buyer. Like I remember uh, Oscar and I went to lunch, and we were there, and we ended up being there for what almost an hour and a half because he was like, wait, what, wait, what, you know? And I was like, you gotta do it this way. So, um, uh, one of the strategies we're using right now is that the fact that you can come in with less than 20% down, um, right now it's a perfect time because we are expecting homes to do what go up in value. Right. right? So somebody can have a budget for 15 to 20% down, but I'll say, Hey, put this amount down. Um, you know, the, the banks that I deal with, they have pretty low mortgage insurance for your FICO, um, give it some time and um, let your equity go up. Because the thing is right now, um, putting all that money into a home, I don't have a crystal ball. You know, I, I see what's going on in the real estate market, but I don't have a crystal ball. And I would hate for you to put 50% down, market crashes, and then all your money's tied up in that house. You right. know, you're calling me, can I refine? I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't. There's no equity, right? Because what happened with the market? So I'll have all these conversations and everybody's everybody's different. Everybody's uh, has their own um, plan. So, you know, I, I take my time with that. Okay. Um, we're about 20 minutes into the show. If you guys have any questions, come in and call in. We're talking about, you know, buying a home, not putting down 20% because I know a lot of people <laughs> yeah. are that's nervous, especially here in California with those high prices. Uh, so, so what's it like buying and selling in California? So I hear a lot of people talk about how they want to buy out of state. Yeah. People are moving out of state. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's just hearsay? Is that something that's really happening? Are people moving here at a faster rate or what's going on? Um, I just think, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I would say that people who I have on social media, maybe friends from high school, you know, just people all around. I see yeah. some people move to California a lot less than the people that are moving out. Right. Um, some people I see move out and then come back. So there is a ton of movement. Um, and that's a unique situation, right? Because that person probably has to find a job out there, maybe in that their line of work. Right. Um, and so, uh, with us, I think it's been awesome for me because, you know, we're also licensed secure choice lending is licensed in 14 States. So if there, if my clients aren't exactly looking to move out of state, I also mention it to them because they're also uh, really good investment opportunities out of state. So they could stay here, start to build a little portfolio out of state. Um, and that's easy to just look up and say, hey, these areas are hot, whether it's an Airbnb or a long-term rental that, hey, I just want to get some residual income. So, mm-hmm. But that that's a very common thing right now. Um, you know, people are moving out, you know, for, yeah. for their own reasons. And now, uh, even with my personal experience, I've actually helped uh, three clients just recently. Um, I have helped one move to Oregon, 
and the home that they bought in Oregon was really low, right? So they almost paid cash for it. Um, I helped another person. They moved to Texas, just recently moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. He bought a, he sold his home for, you know, he made a, quite a bit here, went out there and almost paid that house off. And oh, wow. another client I helped move out to Georgia mm-hmm. and they actually bought that house cash. Nice. Wow. They sold okay. their home here, cashed out, went out there and just went cash. So it just, it's it like, it just depends on everybody's situation right. and what you want to do. But yeah, like Matt said, there's, I think there's more people going out and they are coming in because it's okay. a little bit harder to you know sell a house in Georgia and buy yeah. a, a house in California yeah. than right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh when COVID hit, we saw like it was like a tidal wave. Because mm-hmm. you know, most people, hey, you're gonna work from home permanently. You know, there was a lot of that. And so people were like, Well, let's go, you know, move up to the mountains or move to this state. Or, you know, they started there were there was a lot of movement. That was a lot of movement, yeah. which was funny because, you know, everybody was on a panic because of COVID. And so we're like, well, you know, what's going on, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like COVID really, like, amplified that. Yeah, I'll, that was actually my next question. Uh, how did COVID or, you know, being on the lockdown, the pandemic, whatever, how did, how did that affect your guys' business? Did it uh, help your guys' business at all? Or? You know you know what? Again, with me personally, it actually uh, it did not help my business. You know, I was a brand new agent because in 2019, I got my license. Right. And um, can I can I shout out to somebody real yeah, quick? Yeah, go for oh, it. So I want to I wanted to shout out to my mentor Carla Dagonia. Hey. Um, I hope she's there listening. She um, was like a true like just I couldn't got I couldn't have had a better mentor than her. And in 2019, when I started, I mean, she really um, pushed me to become what I was doing. I was doing fairly well for a brand new agent from what I was being told. I was doing a lot. As a matter of fact, I think at Century 21, they gave me this like, like a kind of like a rookie of the year award kind of thing. So that meant a lot. And so I was, of course, you know, I'm like, this is, I'm going to just keep going. Well, COVID hit. And then all of a sudden, um, I'm brand new. I don't have that many referrals. I don't have that much. So my, my business, me personally, it really hit me pretty hard. You know, I was out there trying to do, because they took away open houses. We couldn't do open houses anymore. Right. A lot of my business was coming from open houses as, as a new agent. That's where I was learning, because I love to talk to folks. Yeah. I'm more of a, a people, face-to-face person as opposed to be on the phone person. Right. right. So I was getting a lot of my business through that. And so that definitely hurt me. Um, but, and then also um, on a personal level, um, I ended up, I, I went into kidney failure which is, I mean, I don't use it as an excuse. I never use that as an excuse ever. I never have, never will. You know, I'm currently on dialysis. It doesn't stop me. I still keep working hard. I'm still a hard worker. I'm still doing what I do. That also kind of helped me. So for me, for me personally, it was like my kidney and COVID, and it just kind of was like, oh, but it's all good. We came back out of it. We really came right. out of it, and yeah. we're doing well again, so it's all good. I mean, yeah, that sounds, you know, pretty down low, you know, but you're at your, let's say, your most vulnerable state. You know, you got COVID messing you up in business and then you got your health issues. But since you pulled out of it, I mean, what's the next obstacle? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you survived the hardest part so Much. far. Yeah. 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 So you're kind of good, man. God is good. Yeah. Gain that experience, gain that knowledge. So that's uh, pretty awesome. Um, you had something to say? Yeah. I have a quick question that's kind of parallel. Um, how did you guys get that momentum back? Like learning through the, through the pandemic, just kind of slowly coming back to reality and everything well yeah i was gonna actually touch on the whole COVID thing for me it was different um yeah. i was just at home and i could not leave my desk because my phone was blowing up the oh, rates had hit like yeah. a record low and everybody wanted to do something right lower the rate um 
uh, you know, it was like a, it was like literally like hearing about toilet, toilet, toilet paper issue. Like yeah. people were like, I want to move. So it was, it was crazy. I was, I was glued to my desk. I remember waking up, um, five thirty, you know, sipping some coffee. I would purposely wake up like, um, cause I was going to the gym really early. So mm-hmm. I'd wake up super early, get to my desk and I was getting up to my desk that early to just catch up on work for like two wow. hours because people were going to just start calling. Cause they're like, I think this is like work hours now. So eight Oh one, it was like, boom. Um, so for me it was, it was pretty intense. It was a lot going on. Um, and then, um, watching the real estate market slowly just get real crazy. You know, like I said, people started, um, who knows what people were thinking, right? I started seeing a lot of people buying their dream cars, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> right. what's buying, going on? Yeah. Like buying, yeah. you know, just, just like, wow, like, you know, things are going on. Let's, you know, I think people's <laughs> mood, the people were in this certain mood, right? Like, yeah. oh, I want to buy my dream home. And so, um, it was pretty wild for me. And, um, it got to a point where, um, we were doing a ton of deals and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was intense for sure. Yeah, Matt, you uh, keep bringing up in these conversations a, a dream home. Like, is there a, such a thing as a dream home or like the perfect house? You know what? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I feel like because of, uh, and I have some friends in marketing, and so marketing kind of, um, whether it's like video, f- photography, all that stuff, it it has kind of messed with people's minds, right? Yeah. Every, so I, I do feel like a lot of people want to go and get their dream home like first first try. Right. right, first home, dream whether home. the yeah. outside's yeah. like a farm style or you know I gotta have the RV parking and um, it it's just you just gotta start somewhere, just get in the market, just own some real estate because we have to remember our parents just bought whatever they could at that time, right? And then years later, you know they're sitting on two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars worth worth of, uh, of equity, right? Yeah. So um, yes, right now I think my age group and a lot of other people, it's just immediate dream home, immediate dream home. Um, and like, again, you know, most people dream of a certain style of house, um, certain countertops, right? Like there's yeah. just, there's just those things, um, that you have to check, you have to check on that list. So, um, that's why I am so strong on that word because I do feel like a lot of my clients are just, they're on that, you know, they don't want to just kind of start and then go from there. I um, mean, I get it, you know, right. There is a, according to real life studies, turns out most people can expect to own like three homes during their lifetime. And like a couple of reasons why, you know, you start growing a family. So you need mm-hmm. a bigger house or, you know, your family's all grown up. So now you got to downsize or, you know, complications with the body. You know, you're handicapped. So you can't live in a two story building anymore. You know, yeah. um, one of the things that I learned is um, when it comes to like buying houses and stuff like like hold out for the one that you want, because there may not be an option in like the hot market. Uh, it may be smarter to approach home shopping by thinking about ways you can make a good enough home work, you know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your dream home, but you get in something that you can work with, you know, right. until yeah. you eventually I, get it. I had a um, this agent that I work with. One of the things that he used to always tell me, and I would pass it on, it was actually pretty good. He would always, I would always tell clients, if there's 10 things on your list and you can check six of them off, then that's probably something that you can jump into. If, as long as you can check six out of 10, then that should be something that you should, because at the end of the day, their their homes or used homes they're not all going to be perfect it's almost like finding the unicorn mm. and in this market yeah. right now in this market there's so low inventory it's just going to be like if you're looking for that dream home that that could take you a lot longer to try to find as opposed to well i mean maybe we could upgrade later or maybe we could do this over here you know things that you could possibly do in six months to a year that you can work with and so I would, you know, I would right now I would recommend that 
like maybe it's not the dream dream home but like matt said it got you into a home mm-hmm. and in a year from now you never know you might have a lot of equity where then you can maybe go into a better home i mean two years because because of the taxes and stuff but um all i'm just saying you can just get in just get into that home and then yeah. go from there all right so uh actually before we uh we're about to go on break here pretty soon but what i wanted to talk about was people who rent apartments you know some people think that they can't afford buying a home and i know we we're talking about this earlier you know not you don't have to put the 20 percent down but when we come back we're going to be talking a little bit more on how you can afford your own home if you guys are first-time buyers and apartment renters, all right? So you guys are listening to Whatever Works. We'll be back in about five minutes. Uh, Stay tuned. Happy Sunday, and we'll be right back. Bureau of Economic Geology, this is Earth Date. Graphite, the shiny gray stuff in your pencil, has unexpected powers. When you write with it, you're scraping off a very thin layer. For decades, scientists tried to slice a layer just one atom thick, which they called graphene. But it was only 13 years ago at the University of Manchester that they succeeded. Graphene turned out to be far more miraculous than they could have ever imagined. It's the thinnest compound known to man, thousands of times thinner than the human hair. It's also the lightest, a thousand times less dense than paper. Graphene is harder than diamonds and 200 times stronger than the strongest steel. Its ability to conduct heat is a thousand times greater than copper. It's also the best known conductor of electricity at room temperature. It's impermeable to gases. Not even helium can pass through it while being transparent, highly flexible, even stretchable. And get this, if it does get torn, it can repair itself. Not surprisingly, this incredible material will transform our lives in the future. It will lead to lighter, faster, more efficient, and much smaller electronics, lighter, stronger aircraft, new industrial products like impermeable paint, consumer products like better tennis rackets, and because graphene is carbon-based, just as we are, the biotech possibilities are too many to mention. Meanwhile, I'm placing bets on a new comic book hero, Graphene Man. You heard it here first on Earth Date. I'm Scott Tinker. Earth Date is produced by the Bureau of Economic Geology at the University of Texas at Austin. Earth Date is researched by Julie Hennings, written by Harry Lynch, and distributed by Mark Blunt and Casey Walker. For more stories, follow us on Facebook or visit earthdate.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, man, what are you doing? I'm watering my lawn. Don't you know you can't water your lawn in the middle of the afternoon? Uh-oh, you're in big trouble. Here comes the water police. Well, what do I do now? Tune into the Water Zone show on KCAA Radio Thursday nights at 6 p.m. They'll help you out. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. Medium-density fiberboard, MDF for short, can be a cheaper, more stable alternative to plywood if used in the right way. MDF is made from wood scraps that are broken down into fine fibers mixed with binders such as glue, then formed into sheets using high temperature and pressure. Most home centers carry 4 by 8 sheets, usually half or 3 quarters inch thick. MDF is often a bit less expensive than plywood. It holds its shape and you can use it for shelving, cabinets, trim, and moldings. It's best for interior projects since it doesn't like moisture. One important caveat though, MDF contains formaldehyde, a suspected carcinogen, So you'll need to wear a respirator when cutting it, and until it's properly sealed with paint or urethane, it continues to emit toxic fumes. That being said, if you take proper precautions when working with it, MDF can save you money and reward you with good results. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. Feeling blessed, never stressed 
songs it is sunday so that song is sunday best by services go ahead if you guys like it look it up uh tonight i have my mentor oscar ramirez and i have his uh partner matt flores and i also got kyle right here he's my co-host you guys all know him uh we're just talking about you know the real estate the navigation towards all of it uh before we went on break we had a lot of topics actually um but one of the things that we wanted to continue on is people that are renting apartments not knowing that they can actually afford their own home. Uh, so I have these two here with me. We're just going to break it down. And hopefully you guys, um, if you guys know someone who you know is looking for a home, like this is definitely something you guys should listen to. So first things first, right? You talk to a loan mortgage officer, Matt Flores. He'll just give you guys the rundown, you know, see how much you guys can qualify for. And then they'll send you over to Oscar Ramirez, who will help you guys find not the perfect, but close to perfect home, you know, of your dreams. So let's talk about that. Uh, apartment renters. So I actually have a story about that. When I first started in the business, uh, my one of my first clients is somebody who was renting. Mm -hmm. And um, we ended up, they, they were looking for an apartment. We, uh, no, I'm sorry, a house. They wanted to rent a house. And we, um, I called them, I talked to them, and I said, hey, listen, have you thought about owning a home? And and he's like, no, I didn't, didn't think about that. At the time, this was, again, four years ago, I believe I wanted to say he wanted to pay sixteen dollars to $1,800 a month. He's like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm like, sixteen dollars to $1,800, you could just own a home for that price. So he, again, he didn't have any knowledge on it, so I did at that time. I, I hooked him up with that loan officer that I was working with, and, yeah, he ended up getting a home, buying a home, and his payment was actually less than the $1,600. Oh, wow. So it was like... Uh, so yeah, so he forget about renting. He ended up buying his own home. Well, these folks, two and a half years later, we connected again. They called me. We sold their home, and they walked out of there with about one hundred and sixty thousand dollars of equity. And that was within like two years, two and a half years of them, which would have never happened because again, they didn't know that they could just own a home. If you're going to pay three thousand dollars for a rental, let's try to get you to a home. Mm -hmm. So. And is that one of the misconceptions of why people um, don't buy houses because they think they can't afford it? Correct. They, they didn't. He he thought he could not afford it with the time with the plan that we uh, they got him in. He got some assistance, mm -hmm. but again, it, I mean that was just different market and market changes. But for them, it worked out to where they were able to purchase their first home, first time home buyer. They were super ecstatic, super happy, 
and again paying way less than they would have renting so yeah i think uh for me what i see a lot is um you know either someone can't afford it because of their credit you know they have too much debt uh, there there might be something there but what we end up you know when we end up pulling credit and going through everything um one of the issues is just having the down payment um there are programs out there um and I'm just saying this right now because obviously we've discussed how the market is right now. A lot of people have equity and they're using hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a house. Um, those programs, it's tough, right? Because you can't help them with the down payment, the closing costs. But the offer is just not going to be as competitive as the other one. Like I said, right now, sellers are accepting. Sellers and they're selling uh, the listing agent are accepting the best terms. Right. So um, programs are out there. Um, you know, for down payment closing costs, but uh, it is tough, right? And so usually I'll take my time with somebody who, let's say they don't have the down payment, I'll go over what their options are. Well, do you have family that, you know, uh, will let you have a gift? Like, hey, maybe, you know, 10,000 or that kind of thing. And they'll go, yeah, actually my mom, you know, she would help me. Um, obviously, if it was 10,000 for a car, <laughs> right? They, the, you know, their mom would probably say no, but um, usually parents are a little more helpful because like, Hey, you're going to get started in real estate. You know, you're getting in the market. So there are options on down payment. Um, and, uh, again, one of the other things that I do find is, is like, how do I build credit? Like I, I do deal with a lot of credit stuff when it comes to people who are renting. And that's one of the biggest issues when it comes to qualifying is the credit. Most of the time, like low FICO, um, mismanagement of debts. Um, and you know, I feel for most people that I talk to, cause I, I deal with, such a wide range. I know some loan officers in the industry say, hey, this is my FICO requirement. I won't work with anybody else under. But again, it's been years of gaining all this knowledge and I feel like I need to share it with people. So um, even if it's somebody, you know, I I'm, 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 might be like laughing in my head, like, man, they're not going to buy for a while. I'll still educate them and I'll give them all the resources that they need. How do you fix your credit? What do you do? Um, how do you come up with the money? I, I just, I share everything with them. Hopefully, um, you know, two years from there, because it does happen two years from that time that we talked, you know, hey, I got a better job and hey, I did this and I listened to you and I do get those calls. So I enjoy that. But um, there are strategies that, you know, I will share with a client, um, you know, if they're renting on how to fix their credit, um, come up with the down payments, so I'll go over that with them. So a lot of people, you know, it's a little touchy subject when it comes to like, like looking at their finances mm -hmm. and everything. Is it as, is it actually as bad as they think it is when you guys review all the paperwork. Yeah, so I, I do get um I do get those questions, right? Like, hey, how's a credit pool gonna affect my mortgage? And uh, or I'm sorry, not my mortgage, uh, my credit. And I'll I'll explain to them. Look, it, the reason we need to pull your credit is because I will tell you how much you qualify for and what rate we could offer. But what I don't want to happen is then you know everything changes once I really do pull your credit. So I'll be honest with yeah. them. Hey, that's why we need to check this. And I'll also ask them their timelines. Again, I'm not sitting there going, you're wasting my time because you don't want me to pull your credit. So I'll go through that with them and explain to them. Um, a lot of the times when you are pulling your credit um, and you're shopping for a mortgage, the credit bureaus are acknowledging that you are shopping, right? Mm. Um, and I always go through different scenarios like, hey, most people when they get their credit pulled, they're buying homes, right? Or, I'm sorry, buying cars, right? And so anytime you go buy a car, uh, a lot of the times dealers will send your authorization and, and individual banks will pull their credit. So then they go to Credit Karma or whatever they're using and their score goes down 20 or 30 points and they're like, dude, that sucks. It's not the same with us um, because if you're working with a direct lender or a bank or a broker, they pull that credit report and it's good for three months. And so we only pull it one time 
And even if you are shopping different lenders, a lot of the times the, the bureaus are going to acknowledge, hey, this guy's shopping. And um, so it doesn't, it's not going to hurt it. So I do bring that up as an example. And usually people go, yeah, you know, I did buy a car a couple years ago and, you know, it, it, they pulled my credit so many times. That's just not how it works with us. Mm. Um, when it comes to credit, uh, a lot of people think they have bad credit. Is that like, what is bad credit? Like, how low is that? You know, can I just say something real, on, yeah, real quick uh, on the credit thing that um, I run into personally? I've run into this quite a bit. They, I don't want to say the, the website, but people will go and they will literally screenshot me their credit, right? They'll say, oh, I'm seven something. I'm good. Do you know how many times that once I sent them to a loan officer, because they're the ones that are going to give you their your credit, countless, where I've been. I've literally one time I had one client who screenshotted me a picture of her credit because she goes, oh, I'm this is where I'm at. She was like at a 760, according to some website or whatever she was on. 760, okay? And she, I'm like, oh, of course. I'm like, that's great. This is going to be great. Well, when they pulled her credit, she was like at a 540. I mean, there's... Big difference. Big, huge <laughs> difference. And that's not the only time. This has happened to me a couple of times. So it's like... I know that folks just like Zillow, they go on there, they're like, oh, my house is worth X amount of dollars, but then it's not. So it's like, it's super important that at the, at the end of the day, you're going to get it very accurate with Matt or your loan officer. They're going to tell you where you're really at. And it, that's another misconception because I'm telling you, I've three times, at least three times where I've, they've been at like above seven and the next thing you know, we pull their credit or I don't pull it, but I mean, you know, like I get the phone call. Um, dude, they're like at, 530 what and it's just like you know wah, wah, wah. Right. <laughs> yeah so i i can go through um kind of how it works it, it this could be this is a very long topic to discuss but i'll try to shorten it so depending on where your loan officer or yeah where where your loan officer is working um, whether they're a bank a direct lender or a broker that's and that and that's something that is very confusing to people. Like, who do I go through? Why why did this loan officer qualify me for this much? Why did this loan officer not tell me this option? And it's very easy for me to put them, you know, all those loan officers down. But a lot of them truly just don't know. They might not be working for the right company, or you know, it, maybe a bank will be limiting them. So whoever they're working for usually limits them, and uh, their manager, whoever's in charge, doesn't have those discussions with the loan officer. So. Um, I, me, like I said, going on 10 years, I, I have to ask all questions. So through these years, I've gone over, Hey, why, you know, why would you not do anything under 680? Why wouldn't you do this? So, uh, to answer your question, uh, FHA allows you to go down to 500 on a FICO. Oh, wow. Problem is, is you're down there for a reason, right? Um, something's going on. There might be a repo. So it, it, it's very, it's not very common where somebody has a FICO that low and then we're able to do the, lo the loan because something is on the credit and it's hurting it, right? Mm -hmm. Student loans are neglected. There's a uh, repossession. There's something there, right? Um, so anything from 500 to 580, FHA requires you to put 10% down. 580 and up is 3.5% down. That's just FHA. Conventional will start at 620. Um, and like I said, it is very confusing because loan officers will turn people away and they'll go, hey, I can't do that or this or that. Um, rates are also not that good, right? When you're that low, um, you know, secure choice lending, I could speak for them. You know, we pride ourselves in really watching the market, 
So some people will turn people away and say, hey, I, I don't deal with that FICO. Um, I would probably turn around and give somebody a pretty good rate compared to somebody who has a higher FICO because we want we want to watch the market. So um, we are very competitive on the rate side. But um, again, you know, I, I, I got a call a couple of days ago. Hey, I have an escrow. Um, the loan officer really dropped the ball. And it was very it was a very weird interaction because the loan officer is like on the phone with me like chipper to give me the deal. I'm like something's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to the client and the, and the client's like, well, can my loan officer give you everything? And I'm like, no, because me and you are on the phone for a reason. Like they don't know what they're doing. So why would I trust them to give me your information? Let's talk about your scenario and all that. So as I'm getting everything, she really dropped the ball. She didn't calculate his income correctly. We pulled his credit. It was 589. And, um, you know, it took us some time, me and my team to put everything together, but we're getting that deal started and we're going to try to save it for the buyer. So buyer's under a lot of stress. And again, it's important to, when you go work with an agent, um, you know, ask for their preferred lender. And the reason is, is because that agent knows that this lender is closed and he's done good work where a lot of, um, a lot of the canceled escrows we see is they'll go and <clears throat> they're shopping for the lowest rate. So they'll go online and they'll work with somebody who's like not even in the same city or state, right? Mm-hmm. Can't get a hold of that loan officer, you know, at, at five, he's gone weekends. You're not going to get an answer. So, um, you know, if you're not working with me, if you're not working with Oscar, just make sure that when it comes to the loan officer, you are working with somebody who is reputable because you need these answers. And right now, you know, I've seen not not on my end, but I've heard of some pretty bad stories where people have to pay so much money for somebody else's rate lock. You know, there's there's so much that goes into it. So, yeah, make sure you're working with somebody reputable. So um, just talking about that rate lock, as you were saying. Um, so let, let's say, for example, I have a 600 credit score. Mm-hmm. Everything closes. I get the house, you know, but I want a better rate. Is is it's it's too late after that, right? I have to refinance after that, or so everybody's scenario is different, right? Right. Um, the fact that you just want to refinance, it it, it might not make sense, right? right. You're like, hey, I want a lower rate. Um, you would have to come up with a game plan, and then it's hard to tell you when you can refi because the the rate has to benefit you, right? right? So okay. like, if I if you're locked in in the mid threes, high threes, and you close, and you're like, you know. This mortgage is pretty tough to pay. Yeah. <clears throat> if the market just isn't priced better to help you, you can't refinance. Right. Right. Um, so let's say the market is better. Um, in most situations, you want to have a discussion with the loan officer, make six payments on that loan that you got, and then look at look at your options. Um, but uh, again, it just depends on where the market's at. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of blanked out because when you were talking. Um, what were you just saying? Um, we were talking about, like, I think you asked me, we were going through credit. Like I was talking, Uh, the conversation that you guys just had just now, Mm -hmm. uh, can you recap on that? Oh, my question was, why do people want to refinance? Like what does refinance do? So, uh, because there's other reasons why to refinance other than just, yeah and i'm gonna be honest on for refinancing for me i'm extremely honest like like again if somebody wants to just refinance i'll tell them like hey man it's gonna cost you x amount and it's not fees to refinance it's mainly like hey we got to build a new escrow account your property tax insurance there's gonna be escrow title fees those are fees that you won't be able to dodge anywhere you're gonna have to pay them regardless so if if their rate doesn't reduce um there's no benefit then we have to have the discussion. And then also the bank will look at it and go, there's no benefit here. Like, why, why are we doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the main um, uh, reasons right now it's going on is uh, cash out, right? Um, 
that I support a lot because if you sell a home and you make a certain amount, um, you have to pay taxes on that, right? If you do a refinance cash out, you can pull out a good amount compared to what you would get, like, let's say if you were selling something. And then if you were to sell something and make X, um, X amount, you have to pay tax on that, or you have to be very strategic on what you're going to do. Am I going to invest? Am I going to move it? Am I going to do a 1031 exchange? If you do a refinance, you can pull out a ton and you can use it and you're not going to, you know, be too worried about, oh, how much, you know, am I going to pay taxes on this? So, um, refinances are actually a very big topic. I think the discussion is when, when we speak real estate and loans, we just have to figure out who our audience is. Some people believe in real estate a lot and it's because it's worked out for them, right? Where some people are just first time buyers and right. it's scary. You know, like I talked to some, talked to a client eight months ago, I was going to do a cash out and he was a, he was a veteran. So he had a VA loan and the rates were like low twos for a cash out, which is insane. Historically, it was like the lowest you'd ever seen. Right. And he just was like, he was sitting on so much equity and I'm like, dude, you could buy two properties with this. Now rates have gone up. Yeah. Um, and he just now now he really just doesn't want to consider it. But he really missed his opportunity there because he didn't pull the cash out. Um, and he could have, like I said, bought two properties. Um, and that's something I don't know if you guys want to cover, too. But buying investment properties, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier than most people think. Um, when you go to buy your your home, you have to qualify for X amount on a mortgage. Um, let's say, you know, two, three, four thousand. But when you buy a rental, you only have to qualify for the difference of the mm -hmm. rents that aren't covering the mortgage. Gotcha. Right? So if your mortgage is 3000 but the rents, let's say it's a duplex, the rents are covering um, a good majority of that, you only have to qualify for the difference. Oh, wow. So okay. people people don't realize that. And, and here's the thing, right? If you're looking at investing and you're like a high earner, you're like, I'm either going to pay this money because I'm making so much this year. I'm either going to pay this in taxes. Well, why won't you buy a property, which I'm not a tax repair. You know, you can reach out to your tax repair, but go through the reasons on why you would want to own an investment, right? Even if, even if, you know, you're putting like two, $300, let's say you're coming up with the difference to cover that because in 10 years, you never know. You never right, know yeah. with real estate. You never know. It could be single family duplex. Somebody could come to you and say, Hey, we want to develop this land. I want to buy from you. You're like, well, cool. Let's talk. <laughs> right? right. So you just yeah. never know with real estate. So get in there and, and do that. But the investment side is something that is not explored by many because it is very intimidating. Um, but it's it's good stuff. All right, we only got two more minutes here on the show, but the last question was, what are some things that you should be watching out for when buying your first home? Like the things that people get caught off by. I think um, it's tough. There's there's a lot right now. Um, I, I think right now what I do tell buyers is to be patient on, you know, because the market's so crazy. You know, some buyers are very discouraged and I get their offers accepted and all that. Um, me personally... I bought my house when the market wasn't hot and it took me almost, I think like seven or eight months and we're in the business and, you know, I was like, this is going to be easy and it was tough, but, um, I'm glad we were patient because we found our dream home. There you go. There you I go. like that. Right. 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 So, um, I would say right now, buyers don't get discouraged. Uh, the right home is out there for you. Um, like I said, whether you come to the agreement, um, that you're just going to want to get in and you want to invest in real estate or you want to find the dream home, like just, be patient, the right one will come. There you go. I like that. Do you guys want to give yourself a shout out and where you guys work at so people wanted to contact you? Uh, again, I work for, oh, I'm sorry, I hang my license at go. Century 21, Lois Lauer. 
Uh, my DRE number is uh, 0207-0344. I got to throw that out there. And uh, you can always call me at 951-751-3249. Y si hablo español también, no, no, no más por inglés, también hablo español. So si alguien allá habla español, aquí estoy uh, también para ayudarles. Um, and uh, well, you can find me like on Instagram. Also, I think it's like Oscar the Realtor, the local realtor. I'm on Facebook. But um, we're here out of Yukaipa in the Yukaipa office. So, and I'd love to help. Um, the thing about me is that you're just going to get a hardworking real estate agent who really cares about his client and really, you know, just works really hard for him. There you go. Go ahead, Matt. You want to? Yeah. And again, my name is Matt um, with Secure Choice Lending. My Instagram, I have a lot of good content on there. Matthew F444. Go follow me. I got a lot of good stuff. All right, so you guys, and we're closing up for tonight. Happy Sunday. I hope everyone takes care. Go ahead, Kyle. Close this out. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Shout out to smjradio.com. All right, you guys, come back next week. KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station, where your business comes first. Silva and Silva Law is here for all your living trust needs. As attorneys, it's hard to tell someone it's too late to draft a will or living trust. Planning for one's final wishes is never easy, and the last thing you want to do is leave a mess for your children to clean up, or even worse, have to go through the probate process. Silva and Silva Law is a father-daughter law firm located in downtown Redlands. Find us on Facebook or call 909-798-1500. 909-798-1500. Have your revocable living trust drafted by an experienced attorney and tailored to your specific needs. Call Silva and Silva Law, 909-798-1500. Medicare Clarified. Hi, this is George Litchfield with Litchfield Insurance Associates. Well, it's getting close to that time of year again where you want to make sure you're getting the most out of your Medicare plan. There are exciting new plans for 2022 with United Healthcare, SCAN, and others. For your no obligation review, people are calling 951-314-1949. If you're turning 65, new to the area, or losing group coverage and have questions about Medicare, you are invited to our new offices and resource center at the Sundance Corporate Center, 835 Highland Springs Avenue, Suite 305 in Beaumont. For your no-cost Medicare consultation, people are calling 951-314-1949 to get their Medicare clarified. Baby's First Photos reminds all our lady listeners that are between 35 and 55 that breast cancer is a serious issue. One out of eight women fall victim to the silent predator. But if detected early, steps can be taken towards the treatment and prevention. Ladies, please schedule a complete physical exam and a breast cancer screening today. This reminder courtesy of Baby's First Photos, serving the area with pride and integrity to capture those childhood memories that last a lifetime. Or for 3D or 4D packages or more, call today at 951-682-0080. That's 951-682-008 or visit babiesonephotos.com for more info. That's Baby's First Photos on the air because they truly care. If you're ready for a Las Vegas vacation, here's an offer you can't refuse. The Vegas Travel Center is offering three days and two nights in Vegas free. 
Just call 909-406-7400. The offer includes accommodations with two free tickets to Great Las Vegas Entertainment with free meals. So if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you need to jump on this right now. Just call 909-406-7400. Obviously, an offer like this is not going to last. So call now, 909-406-7400 for your three-day, two-night Vegas vacation. That number again, 909-406-7400. Call now. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heartstrings that play soft and low You know the night Magic seem to whisper and hate And all the soft moonlight seems to shine In your blush Can I just have one more moon dance with you My love NBC News Radio, I'm Brad Siegel President Biden is agreeing to conditionally meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The condition is that Russia does not proceed with invading Ukraine. In a statement, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki reiterated the administration's commitment to pursuing diplomacy and preventing a war. It comes as Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to meet with his Russian counterpart Thursday. Also granted, Russia has not invaded its neighbor. It's likely that the world will see Russian tanks roll into Kiev, according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, appearing on ABC's This Week. The Pentagon chief also said that the resulting civilian casualties and displacement would cause the crisis to become a tragedy. It will certainly create uh, enormous casualties. This could create a... Uh a tragedy, quite frankly, as a, in terms of refugee flow and displaced people. While he did double down on the Biden administration's promise to cripple Putin's regime with powerful sanctions, he noted that they would most likely cause pain and suffering for average Russian people. Thousands attend the Chinese Lunar New Year Parade in Chinatown in Manhattan. Lisa Salvati has more. The Chinese lunar calendar repeats every 12 years, and this year, 2022, is the Year of the Tiger. The tiger symbolizes bravery, courage, and strength, appropriate during a very difficult time for the Asian-American community who has been subjected to hate crimes this past year. Governor Hochul was at the parade, and before it kicked off, she announced $10 million in funding for organizations providing services to Asian-Americans, the largest amount for this community in state history. Lisa Salvati, NBC News. News Radio, New York. The latest Starlink launch is being rescheduled to Monday. SpaceX announced via Twitter that the new launch time will be set for 9.44 a.m. Eastern.